I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's. I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club. Opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, sunshine. It's me, Donica. Hello, welcome. And our moderator, Essence. Do you hear the joy in my voice? We're back in the studio. We spent several weeks um, recording from our home studio. And in just a minute, I'll talk with you more about that. But I want to take this time. Normally, we do our recap on Recapture. Um, But today, I just want to encourage your heart. This past week's winter blast has had an astonishing impact on our households and our finances. But we trust Jesus. Can I get a witness? On one of my friend's social media page, they called it the snookalypse or something like that, you know, <laughs> the snookalypse. And so there was a lot going on. I want to encourage you that no matter what happened in the winter blast in your individual family, if you experienced an electrical outage, water damage, economic impact, trust Jesus. I want to take the time to encourage you, encourage your heart as you make changes and improvements, as you make the decisions about your next steps in your recovery. Today, I say to you, trust Jesus. Welcome back, Essence. It's so good to see you. I've seen you all over, but not in the studio. So we're back. We're back in the studio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So excited. You're being quiet this morning or this uh, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I know because I, I know you had some things to share on, from, from your heart. So um, just kicking back for a moment before we dive on in. Yeah, so we're glad. Hey, Mr. Rick, the producer, he's waving, guys. I know he probably didn't like to get put on the stop spot, but he's he's shaking his head no. But listen, he's a part of the program. He's the reason we get to sound great while we deliver our information. So, yes, we're back in the studio with Mr. Rick, not at the home studio. I kind of was thinking about... You know what I was going to say when I shared this with you Um, from the home studio. I said, hey, I'm not feeling well. I'm not doing well. I'm not doing my best. We're home when I wasn't feeling well and during the winter blast. But we're back on the radio. And I just want to share my testimony with you that I had COVID-19. And I was not going to talk about it. I wasn't Um, because I know that, you know, it's. 
for taboo. some people. <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't no, not taboo, but it's a difficult conversation for some people. Um, but God got me through it. And so I'm going to say, praise the Lord. I think um, based on my symptoms, I may have had a more mild um, case. But either way, God has got me through. The doctor said, oh, you can have lingering symptoms for up to three months. But I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We were um, recording at home. And I remember one week recording. And at the end, I told Mr. Rick, I said, I didn't cough at all. He was like, if you cough, I'll take it out. But guess what? God got me through those weeks. Um, And I'm here on the radio. And I'm excited to be back. We didn't we didn't miss a beat. We recorded every week, even though I wasn't feeling well. And now that you know, I just I thank God. I praise God for that. That we got through it. We're on the other side. You're on your economic recovery, your household recovery after the winter blast, the snowcalypse. And um, we're um, we trust God for our recovery. Yeah, I think right now is definitely a time where um, every, everyone in general is showing their their true resilience. And, you know, regarding the, the winter blast, see all the jokes on social media, Texas is never prepared for anything. And it's not even that, um, but but at the end of the day, hey, you know, we're, we we're learning on the fly. We're growing. We're developing. We are just pushing through at the end of the day. It was very interesting experience. Um, we already did, you know, discuss on that, that, um, you know, some people had losses and things like that, but here in recapture, we believe in recovery and getting back what has been lost. Um, so I would say, yes, look for it, look for it, work for it. Um, it's coming even when you got to call a plumber. It's, it was an experience, something that we were so excited for the snow. Oh, yes. we want the snow. And I was like, oh, no, we don't want snow. I, yeah. We want snow, but just not the winter blast, you know? I, yeah, I, I couldn't handle it. Um, I couldn't handle it at all. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we say look for the recovery. Trust Jesus. I can't say that enough. Um, we're winding down the month of February, and February is a really, really busy month. We Short had month, the, but busy. Busy, yes, we did the Celebrate Your Super Bowl Sober in our community. February is the month of love. February is Heart Health Month. Did you know that? I don't think I did. Well, the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration has a program called Heart Health and Recovery. Yes. Yes. So we we talk about taking care of our hearts and so um, taking care of ourselves and recovery, self-care and recovery, heart care, heart health and recovery. And so there's a lot going on in February. But another thing that we are experiencing in the month of February is Black History Month. We're going to talk about some contributors to the African-American community um, in our our times. I want to uh, give a shout-out to Monica Strange. Monica is our expert. She's often on the broadcast. She is not here today, but she is the executive producer because she did the research for the information that we are going to be sharing today. Thank you, Monica Strange. That's just the way that she is. She gave us some good information. So while February is an impactful and uh, robust month, we had a lot going on, even things that we didn't expect. 
with the winter storm and things of that nature. We're going to be talking about African American, uh, the African American church, and the uh, experience of people that contributed to um, the development of the church and the African American experience. Um, thank you, Monica. But before we do, we do want to offer condolences to the Celebrate Recovery community because the founder of Celebrate Recovery passed away this week. And so we want to um, extend our condolences um, to the Celebrate Recovery community. The Celebrate Recovery uh, is in 35,000 churches wow. and in the United States and around the world. So we say um, there was many condolences given um, in the community, and one message said, a giant in the ministry has um, gone on to be with the Lord. And so um, Rick Warren from Saddleback Church, he was able to listen to one of his members share their heart for a Christ-centered recovery program. And so from that birth, a ministry that has changed many lives. And so we do offer that community condolences on the loss of their founder. And uh, we'll go ahead and get started and talk about the uh, African-American church and the spiritual leaders and um, the pastors. They fostered a framework that was impactful to the American history experience. There was um, an African-American historian his name was Carter Woodson, and he came up with, it was initially called Negro History Week, and that was created in 1926. Mr. Woodson was an American historian, a scholar, educator, and publisher, and um, Negro History Week began a month-long celebration in 1976, and that was kind of in a conjunction with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln. And Fred Douglas. And Fred Douglas, yes. Yeah. All the little nuggets, um, all those little facts, tidbits and things like that. And I, we, I, I, um, when I engage with my, with my friends, we talk about, you know, um, Black History Month and like how it was back then. And so now that we're adults, we're wondering what it is. Um, and so we have children, so... My oldest son, this whole month has been coming home every day talking about Rosa Parks and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. So, I mean, I guess I, I guess it's still st- still strong, strong and kicking in a certain capacity. But I think we are going to be diving in a little bit deeper here um, with Black History Month, especially going from um, a Christ-centered angle, looking at um, black leadership from the church. I want to start off with a um, a person that I didn't necessarily think of as a part of the African-American experience, but uh, someone that is a champion of rights for all people and for the uh, black experience does not have to be a black person. And so that person is Billy Graham. Um, Billy Graham was a German-American uh, pastor. 
And um, Billy Graham is the founder of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Billy Graham was born in 1918, and he died in 2018. I was watching a program, and one thing that I watched on the program, it was such powerful because I saw the program just a few days ago. And on the program, it talked about how when Billy Graham had his um, crusades, I'm pausing, <laughs> when Billy Graham had his crusades, he um, he knew that the there would be a barrier separating oh, like, white people yeah, from black people. Yeah, yeah, like in, and in the he, crowd. And uh, one instance, they said that he told the usher to take the rope down, and the usher was like, no. And Billy Graham went and took the rope down himself. Now, when I was watching the program, I, I was wondering, I said, did the people start sitting together? They probably didn't because it was inherent. I don't know. The program didn't, I didn't see that didn't part. Get, yeah. It was probably an inherent thing that people stayed separate, but the barrier was removed. Ooh, that's deep. And over, that's the, deep. Yes, the barrier was removed, and um, he was a voice. Very, very, very passionate. Very passionate from the program that I saw, and I, and I said, I'm going to include the Reverend um, Billy Graham on our list because you have you can have a voice for all people and not just be, oh, I'm just going to be white, I'm going to talk about white issues, I'm going to be black and talk about black issues because I would, what I would say is the program that I saw, Essence, it was in black and white. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was A lot of the footage was in black and white, Essence, and so that was like, okay, he was very ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. And so we salute... Um, Reverend Billy Graham and being a trailblazer of inclusiveness for all people, especially as a Christian person. So that is our first person that we share for um, African-American church and spiritual leaders. Yes, and so the next two people that we have, um, one you you definitely heard of and one maybe you haven't heard of. And so um, next here we have... um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And funny, funny story to put my mom on spot. <laughs> uh, when she was younger, what you, you thought it was Martha Luther, and then you saw it written down. You said, "That's not Martha. That's Martin." So my mom always tells stories about me to put me on spot. So I think that's funny. How old were you when you realized it was Martin Luther, not Martha? We were children, but. Since you put me on blast, I'm going to put my sister on, on blast. You know, when we were children, there was a song, a Christian a song said, soon and very soon we're going to see the king. She said she thought they were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, <laughs> no, those... When the, um, we were kids, we'd go and take the offering to the front of the church, and they had this, um, you know, take the bucket up, and they played that song, soon and very soon we're going to see the king. She said she thought they were talking about Martin Luther King, so I'm going to put myself on blast and um my sister too i thank you for keeping your composure because when my mom starts laughing <laughs> it, it 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 goes very quickly and it accelerates and she becomes uncontrollably hysterical so thank you for keeping your composure so thank yes you. so martin luther king jr very visible in the civil rights um civil rights movement um, from 1955 until his assassination in 1968. Now, the person you may not have heard of um, is Howard 
Thurman. And Howard Thurman did, did um, a lot, a lot of things. And I just recently heard about uh, Mr. Thurman myself. I'll, I'll just be honest about it. Um, Mr. Howard Thurman was author, philosopher, theologian, educator, and, of course, a civil rights leader because he was actually a mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and so that their, um, their messages did coincide and correlate of nonviolence and things like that. And it was very impactful and, and really did help shape the, the generation of civil rights leaders that were, that were under his tutelage. He was very prominent, a very prominent um, religious figure and um, as he was involved. So a couple of facts about Mrs. Thurman. He, he served as um, dean of um, ranking chaplain at Howard University. And he did that for about a decade, from 1932 to 1944. And he was um, also at Boston University. And he co-founded, along with Alfred Fisk, uh, shout out to Fisk University, and the first major interdenominational interdenominational church in the United States. Uh, Mr. Thurman passed away on April 10th, 1981, in San Francisco, California. Thank you for sharing that uh, with us uh, for Howard Washington Thurman. And I would say that um, some information they said about um, Mr. Thurman was that he, he wrote a book mm, and um, yes. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. carried that book with him. Um, and the book is it was mm. called Jesus and the Disinherited. Disinherited. Yes, so that book was very impactful and a very um, powerful piece of literature that kind of set part of the framework for how Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, carried his life and nonviolent message. So yeah. Howard Washington Thurman. I want to step back, Essence, okay. and read the full bio that I had for, um, for William Franklin Grant, an American evangelist, prominent evangelical Christian figure, and an ordained Southern Baptist minister who became well-known internationally in the late 40s. One of the biographers called him amongst the most influential Christian leaders in the 20th century. Um, Franklin Graham was born November 7, 1918, and passed away February 21, 2018, uh, 99 years old at the time of his passing, and he was one of the few people that lie in state in the state capitol, or as they say, lie in honor. So we uh, celebrate him. These eyes were failing. So I wanted to give him proper due and proper <laughs> respect for. So we, we've talked about um, Franklin Graham, William Thurman, and we talked about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., because I would say amongst people that we all, you know, we have conversations about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And um, as a person, as I age, and one thing I would say about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is that he was a young man when he died. He was 39 years old and had the uh, burden, the weight of a movement on his shoulders and forsake so much of his personal life gave ultimately his life. And and that's what I always wonder about leadership is um 
does it come easy? Yes, you're gonna have challenging times and things like that. But th- does it come easy? Is it is it a is it a heavy burden to bear constantly? Because um, I wonder, you know, when when you're propelled into a certain role, do you truly have a heart to serve in that role, or is it just kind of you just know this is what you're supposed to be doing? I always wonder about that. Um, but definitely, I would say before we get on to our our, our, our last person and get out of here, um, definitely you know do research, do research. Um, we'll we'll be uploading some things online, um, some resources to check out at psdiamondcelebration.com. Uh, I'm not great at research, so I, I do leave that to to. Miss Donica Riscano and um, our our executive producer on today, Monica Strange. Yeah. We are going to talk about, just mention um, some contemporary leaders in our community. Dr. Tony Evans, uh, the founder of the Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, in 1976 with 10 members meeting at his home. He also founded the Urban Alternative, a national organization that seeks to restore hope and transformation. Um, for lives through proclaiming uh, proclamation and the application of the Word of God, the Urban Alternative Radio, the alternative where Dr. Tony Evans can be heard over 1,400 outlets daily throughout the U.S. and over 130 countries worldwide. Um, Dr. Tony Evans, among others, are many that have um, shared uh, hard topics about racism and inclusion in our country. And um, the other person we're going to speak on briefly is T.D. Jakes. T.D. T.D. Jakes. Did you know his name is Thomas Dexter? Mm. Um, Thomas Dexter, born June 9, 1957, known as T.D. Jakes. T.D. definitely has a, a, a nicer pizzazz. Isn't I, I like it both ways. He's an American bishop, author, and filmmaker. He's the bishop of the Potter's House, a non-denominational American megachurch. Jakes' church serves and... Evangelistic sermons are broadcast on the Potter's Touch. And so um, in our country, we say February is Black History Month is a rich month. Many, I would just segue and say that February is a month of love. And so as we talk about the month of love, we have to also um, talk about inclusion and speak against racism and divisiveness in our country and we salute the people that have been trailblazers um in our country um billy graham dr martin luther king jr howard thurman td jakes tony evans um that have been trailblazers in our country and and so you know what's so exciting about that they are christian leaders sharing the message of jesus christ it's so interesting you say that because my thought just as you were um read him here about Dr. Tony Evans, it, it's, it's a full circle moment, right? Um, the, the month of February is a month. You really take a step back to think, what are you te- teaching your children, right? Um, I grew up listening to Dr. Tony Evans on the radio in the car, you know. Um, that's all we listen to is Christian radio. So this, this is familiar for me. Um, and I think it's very, very crucial. We kind of take a step back to think, what are we teaching to our children? You know, they're the future. Yes, our children are the future. And um, before we close out our broadcast, I just want to um, 
say in our in our family we had two passings this um, uh, recent weeks, and because I have a radio program, I get to do this. Rest in peace, Uncle John D. My uncle um, is being um, funeralized today. My uncle is the was the last living uh, sibling of my dad. My dad died when I was nine years old, and uh, Uncle John D is being laid to rest today. And so I um, offer condolences to the rest of our family and to our other family member that passed also. And so I just wanted to express my condolences to our family and just say uh, thank you for being a part of the radio broadcast on this week. A lot has been going on, but we are back. We ask you to, yay, we're back. And so we say um, in him there is light and there is no darkness at all. I am Donica, your host. This is Essence, your moderator. We say um, thank you so much for listening to our broadcast until we see you on next week. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.